Hey everyone, welcome back to Facially Conscious with myself, Trina Renee, esthetician, Dr. Vicki Rappaport, dermatologist, Rebecca Gadbury, the cosmetic ingredient guru, and our fabulous, overly educated consumer, Julie Falls. We are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics. It's confusing out there in this big, wide world. That's why we're here to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started. Welcome to Facially Conscious. I'm Julie Falls. Hi, ladies. Hi. Good morning. morning. Hello. We are going to talk today about how to care for your sensitive skin. And we're also going to talk a little bit about eczema. Um, and psoriasis. And psoriasis, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, depending upon what time of year it is, our skin goes through so many different changes. And let's get right to it with Dr. Vicki Rappaport, who is our board-certified dermatologist. She's going to give us a little tip about what we can do if we have sensitive skin. Vicki? My favorite tip of the minute is to have a very thick moisturizer, hand cream, body cream, whatever your area of sensitivity is next to your bed, i.e. I have a jar of Vaseline in my dry hands for in the winter. And when I'm ready to fall asleep, not before I actually even get into bed, when I'm actually in bed and ready to fall asleep, I then reach over, I grab my jar of Vaseline, I take the most obnoxiously large dollop (laughs) and I rub it all over my hands because it's the only time of the day that I could handle it. It's so greasy, right? Because I'll be sleeping and I won't know the difference. Sometimes I'll put a little tiny, tiny bit with a finger tap on my eyes and I fall asleep. And in the morning, my hands are very hydrated. But doesn't it get all over your sheets and pillows? Do you put little socks on? Socks or like hand. Um, I'm sure it gets all over everything. Gloves. I don't care. I need it. It's the <laughs> got, only that's gonna work. My and daughter I, gets really dry hands, and I have her put the Aquaphor all over. And I bought her these little tiny thin moisturizer gloves beautiful. from Target. Or I put tube socks on, on my hands. Or socks. Yeah. Socks. When, socks is great. We tell, we have parents do that for little kids. Uh, to me, that's just an extra step. I'm not willing to do. But yes, I do love that extra step. <laughs> I put beautiful. them on my feet too. I, I'll rub it on my feet and put socks on. Beautiful. I'm into it. So the the, right now we're in the colder months. Are you seeing in your practice, Dr. Vicky, in your practice, uh, Trina? Trina, Trina Renee is our skin master. Hello. We're we're also here with Rebecca Gadbury, our legendary skincare pioneer, and Anjali Falls, a highly educated consumer. Um, Tell us a little bit about how skin reacts to the different seasons, different weather. What what are you seeing now in your in your practice? So much eczema, so much itchy skin, so much quote unquote winter itch. Um it's kind of sad in a way that it's it's so um unknown, I think, as a as a diagnosis because I feel like it's pretty easy to treat. So hopefully maybe today after today people will be, you know, educated about it and, and tell their family members because I feel like you don't necessarily unless it's really, really bad, you don't necessarily have to see the dermatologist. Early stages of eczema can be treated by over the counter products. But yes, right now lots of eczema flares 
Um, and I'm so amazed. The first question I ask patients with eczema is, what do you use to moisturize? And they look at me like like they're confused. What do you mean? I have to moisturize? Oh, my God. Really? Yes. I. So is like eczema an autoimmune situation or is that eczema like- is a genetic chronic inflammatory disease but not autoimmune not autoimmune so like if somebody is um, out in the middle of nowhere and they can't get to a doctor and they're having this issue and they're what it, what can they do like be the Vaseline or the um, Aquaphor will that help with the itchy skin absolutely okay. so another good tip would be. After a shower, after a bath, don't pat yourself dry. I know we've spoken about this a lot, but it really does work. Leave a little tiny, 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 tiny layer of moisture I, moisture on your skin of the water from the bathing and then seal it in with a body cream. I do love, I actually love the Eucerin has good eczema body creams. Aveeno has great eczema body creams. Vaseline Aquaphor, and yes, it's goopy, and yes, it's greasy, but it works. And I think also you have to do it multiple days in a row. Don't just do it once and expect to be better. Do it a couple of days in a row. I think you'll be really, really surprised. But what we do obviously in, in the practice is we'll also prescribe medications. If, if, they're, if they're bad enough to come in and see us, and remember eczema can look a lot of different ways. Some people don't even realize it's eczema. In a brand, brand new baby, it's pretty classic looking. You can go online and say, oh, I think my baby has eczema and they come in. But sometimes people come in with this, these little patches. They have no idea. We diagnose with them with eczema. We give them a little topical steroid which are miracle medications. Don't be afraid of a little bit of steroid. Um, Then they get better. They repair their barrier. And if they keep it up by moisturizing on a regular basis, they maintain. They often don't even need to see the dermatologist for the next flare next year. Can they get that um, cortisone at the -the over-the-counter at CVS or... So the over-the-counter is a 1% cortisone, very, very, very weak, not prescription strength. It's over-the-counter strength. It can be helpful um, but sometimes it actually just fans the flames of the eczema. But I'm actually fine. It's look, it's safe. It's over the counter. If people want to try it, there there are two forms. There's a there's actually 0.5 percent and there's one percent. One percent is a little bit stronger. It's not strong, but it's stronger than 0.5. And then I like the ointment over the cream. Sometimes the, the ointments are not on the shelves, but you can probably find them online or maybe ask the pharmacy to buy it for you. And, what do you, you mean know. the ointment? A hydrocortisone ointment? Yep. Oh. Hydrocortisone ointment, not cream. Creams oh. are, are typically on the shelves. Ointments are a little harder to come by. But in general, in winter, whether it's eczema or sensitive skin, dermatologists choose ointments over creams. I find that people who have really dry hands or dry skin um, in this weather, if they say that when they put a moisturizer on, it burns. Yes. Uh-huh. So what do they do about that? Rather use the um, Vaseline or Aquaphor or something inclusive like that? Oh, my God. It's like I, I, I led you to ask me that question because it's a great question. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I had I had I guess I had eczema. Now I look back. I didn't even realize it was eczema. I just thought it was dry hands, but it was definitely eczema. Um and my mom would be driving down the 405 and I, mom, my hands are burning. They're cracked. She'd like throw me lotion from her purse. She just chuck it in the back. I'd put it on, right? This is in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And she's and a dermatologist's wife. She's the wife of a dermatologist. My my dad was a dermatologist. <laughs> very famous and and well known. Well-respected dermatologist. Oh, thank you. Okay. And it would burn. I put on my hands. It would burn. Mom, why did you give this to me? My hands are burning. Because it was perfume in it. It was disgusting Mm. 70s body lotion, hand lotion. Mommy mommy lotion. And I had to wipe it off and, and clean it off. And really, the 
what her that one had perfume, but generally speaking, a lot of them don't have perfume. But just a lot of the some of the preservatives can burn. Some of their some of the other ingredients are irritants, and that's why we like aqua or excuse me ointment based. They don't have the same preservatives. They don't have the same ingredients to keep them stable. They don't need to necessarily be kept stable like a white cream, mm-hmm. and they don't burn. So ointments um, meaning like a greasy kind of gel. Petroleum, uh, petroleum based, based. petrolatum based, petrolatum based. Okay, between petroleum and petrolatum, and we're going to talk about that when we talk about misconceptions in an upcoming episode. What's okay. the yes. difference between psoriasis and eczema? Two different genetic causes, completely different, totally different ways of treating them. Uh, I mean, well, topically we can treat them very similarly, but orally, we'll, if we have to go that far, we'll the What's oral the commercials are always on TV for the person and that shows their arms are getting better and- Psoriasis. That's psoriasis, yes. Okay. yes. Okay. And so can you please explain to our- is that an autoimmune? Genetic. Genetic, okay. Can you explain to our audience um, what eczema looks and feels like and how they would know the difference if they have that or if they have psoriasis? Just the difference between those two. Uh, eczema can be very non-distinct and very ill-formed and ill-defined. Psoriasis is very, very, very perfectly round, typically. So a perfectly round, super scaly, silvery plaque is psoriasis. A dry, scaly, ill-defined, bordered area is eczema. That's and super eczema, basic. Um, does eczema itch more than psoriasis, or can psoriasis itch just as much? Typically speaking, eczema is a little itchier, but there are definitely psoriasis patients that go crazy with the itch. Mm. Sometimes the reason why people don't treat their psoriasis is because it's actually not that itchy. It can be all over their body, and you look at them and go, wow, that's pretty impressive. Does it bother you? No. Okay. Do you want to treat it? No. With eczema, they're going crazy scratching, crazy, crazy itching. Um, and eczema can be, you know, on day one, you can have a baby with eczema, and then babies can grow out of their eczema, and then they can grow back into their eczema, and then you you grow in and out of eczema. Psoriasis is pretty unusual in a baby, but you can have children with psoriasis. Uh, five, six, seven-year-old, you can start developing psoriasis. Not typically, unfortunately, growing in and out of some psoriasis can be pretty permanent, but but easy to easier to treat these days because we have a lot of amazing biologics for it. So those two um, situations, eczema and psoriasis, if it's um, if it's bothering you, go to a dermatologist. Yes. So generally speaking, the dermatologist will be able to get you much faster relief and much more informed. You know, information. I mean, there there is the National Eczema Society. There is the National Psoriasis Society. I'd go to those places for information, not you know my blog uh, of psoriasis.com where they're telling you to you know take turmeric and you'll be cured or eat a vegan diet. You know, I'm Western trained doctor. Like that's fine and and good. But if you're suffering, we can get you better very very quickly and safely, and then have a long term plan for you. So I had one moment of eczema. I happened to be working in your doctor's office at the time. Uh, I'm Trina, the esthetician, and um, and I I so I got to experience what that feels like. And I just remember it would itch, and so I would scratch it, and then it would swell and itch more, like it would itch so bad. Yes, and um, and there would be all these little tiny red bumps. That sounds like hives. No, she said it was really? eczema. Oh, okay. And she gave me a treatment for it, and it went away eventually, and that was it. But it was like one spot. 
It was one yeah. spot on my arm, and it was the. I just remember, like if you scratched it, it would itch more. So the there is that vicious cycle. It's the itch scratch cycle, which you really have to stop. I know it's very very difficult to stop actually scratching. We as dermatologists have to help the itch so that you stop scratching. Um, and then eczema is interesting because you can literally have one patch or you can have it all over your body. Same thing with psoriasis. You can have one little stubborn patch in your scalp, stubborn patch on your palm, stubborn patch on your body. And then there are patients with it 100% body surface area and everything in between. So it's, you know, you, dermatologists can usually look at it in, in two seconds, tell you which one it is. Um, I'm so, sort of, surprised that you said eventually went away because usually eczema is much easier to treat than psoriasis. So I'm sure I gave you probably a topical steroid. Yeah. Usually if people are consistent and again, being consistent is important. Don't put the cream on for one day and expect it to go away. It can take right. up to two weeks, but you can manage it pretty well with topicals. So um, I have a question about the itch. Um, when I was a kid and I, I would get a mosquito bite and it would be super itchy, uh, my dad would take a spoon and he would put it under really hot water and then he would touch the hot the hot spoon to the itch and it would it would like feel good because it was like like taking that itch away and then the itch would go away. And recently they've come out with an actual device that's made in Germany that I got online that somebody told me about. And it's, you push a button and it actually burns the spot, like the same technique, but it actually gets super hot, but it's made for that. Hmm. And can you use that to take away an itch and an eczema? I mean, the opposite, We heat is a, is a trigger, is an exacerbator. So we recommend ice, literally the opposite. Wow. So if you're going crazy itching, a kid in the woods or whatever you were describing, no access to doctors, <laughs> uh, ice will help you in 30 seconds. 60 max, the itch will disappear. Then you could put Vaseline on it or over-the-counter steroid. Heat might feel good for the moment. And the classic is like somebody wants a hot, long, hot shower. It helps their, their eczema on their body. In the shower, it feels good. They come out. It's a nightmare. Mm. The, in, the the itching is, is tenfold worse. So ice and cool overheat. I do mm -hmm. not know what that device is. It sounds kind of hocus pocus to me. I actually burned Taylor with it. Poor Taylor. Sounds because sounds she has, bad. you know, her skin. She's a little darker in color, and I, um, I gave her hyperpigmentation. Uh oh. Yeah, it. that doesn't sound good. But it's they sell it online. Yikes. Okay. What were you trying to? I, it's because we had mosquitoes over the summer so that were just attacking us. Well, I did it on myself, and then I was like, look, this is what it feels like. And she was like, ow! And it like literally burned her. Oh, no. And then she got a pigment. Is it still there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so so uh, let's, let's move into just sensitive skin in general. Like people's skins tend to get more sensitive and really dry, cold, using heaters and stuff that the regular um, creams and serums and things they normally use aren't working so well and they're starting to get this sensitive skin or sometimes people can sensitize their skin. And But when you get that red, irritated um, skin, what's the best thing to do for sensitive skin? Like what can they I do? I think sensitive skin is on the spectrum of 
eczematous skin. So when you have truly have eczema, you're called an atopic person. Eczema is also called atopic dermatitis. What is an atopic person? An atopic person is somebody that reacts to everything. Does that mean you have allergies? Maybe. It's under the umbrella of allergic tendencies. So asthma is allergies of the lungs and, uh, you know, people who have postnasal drip or, uh, you know, some people have allergies of the upper airway. Eczema is kind of like having allergies of the skin, if you want to kind of describe it that way. And when you have sensitive skin, it's like a couple rungs l- below having truly have, having eczema. So it's your barriers, probably your skin li- uh, lipid barrier is probably not intact. You might be reacting to something in the environment. Maybe you're reacting to weather. The best way is to moisturize. It's simple as that. Body moisturizer, face moisturizer, hand moisturizer. Keep your skin lubricated. Keep the barrier up. Keep your transepidermal water loss at bay. And it can really make a huge difference. Short showers, not such hot, long showers. All these little tiny things work. But again, it does take a couple of days of being really consistent with it. And you can feel much, much, much better. And your sensitive skin will calm down. Ice packs over hot. So if people want to put a little, you know, cool pack on their face or their body where they have sensitive skin, it can make a huge difference because you want to decrease the inflammation. What is sensitive skin? It's like an underground version of a little bit of inflammation. Is there sensitive skin on the face that's different than you get on your body? Like people have, you know, whether it's rosacea or whatever, and is that the same as eczema? People have reactions on their face that they don't necessarily get on their body that might be different? I think when you say sensitive skin, I don't think rosacea. Right. I, th- I think dry, a little Reactive, rough, a little burning. sandpapery, a little itchy, a little irritated, a little different than the rest of their face. So yes, you can have patches of sensitive skin on your face, but not on your body. And the opposite, you could have patches of sensitive skin on your body and your face is perfectly fine because there's a lot of sebaceous glands on your face to, to grease it up and keep it hydrated. Uh, one thing that I tell clients when they come in and they're like, my skin is so sensitive right now, is I'll remind them to back off on any exfoliation that they're doing. So no glycolics, no retinols, no scrubs, um, just back off for a while. And then also just be careful with your cleansing, like make sure you're using a very gentle cleanser and maybe just make sure you're just cleansing like once a day so your barrier can repair itself because we have oil glands on every pore and that oil comes up and that's your natural moisture barrier that comes out. So like if you're going to overwash your face and over cleanse your face, you sometimes can irritate the uh, sensitivity that you currently are having. So just be be cautious of that. And And don't forget back to the slugging. 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 Slugging, which is the Vaseline, you know, you slug through slugging. But don't forget all the I agree with you backing up when you're when the weather is changing or you're feeling sensitive back off on your retinols back off maybe even on your vitamin c back off on all those devices that you're using i had a patient who came in just this week and bright red face and and you know, it was actually more of like a sort of a contact dermatitis and truly rosacea and she did get better right away one of the, because one of the things she was doing is she was doing the clarisonic every single day she's Ugh. like 70 something oh god and because she's like the more scrubbing the more scrubbing the better no and i said you need to stop scrubbing like let your barrier repair and it was like actually three days and she was better so yes all those things just again, do we like clarisonics i mean they're, they're, they don't exist anymore they, yeah they're old um, they're they're no, we. I love Clarisonic. Yeah. I did, but it to. doesn't. It doesn't. Um, 
it doesn't, it's not meant to be used twice a day. It's not even meant to be used every day. And also you have to make sure it's very clean because a lot of people would just leave it in their shower and then it gets mold underneath the brush. brush. But Why'd anyways, you stop that's using an, it? because it went out of business. You couldn't even get the heads. You can't get the heads anymore. You can't get anything. They went out of business so in COVID. Out of business? It's a long story, uh-huh. and I'm not going to get into it right now because we're talking about something else. But one of the things that I, I wanted to say here is that uh, when, you tr- when you're 70 years old or older, you have a different skin than you did even 10 years before. And the, the barrier is very thin. And mm-hmm. you also have tissue that can be very thin underneath it. When I'm talking tissue, I mean dermis. So doing the things that you even did at 60 well, could be harmful to the skin, like you're saying, Dr. V. Yeah, Interesting. Your skin definitely changes mm-hmm. with yeah. age. Each decade. Um, is there anything else that we need to touch on on sensitive skin? Also, everyone, if you uh, do want some recommendations or we touched on something that you have a question about, please email us at info at facially conscious and we can answer those questions or give you some advice as well. And I'd like to suggest we also, if you have sensitive skin, to stay away from certain ingredients. Uh, for instance, your ascorbic acid form of vitamin C can be very harsh for the skin. So use something that's got an ATE on the end, uh, like, um, uh, I hate to say this word, but tetrahexadecyl ascorbate. So you're going to look at the for the ascorbate version, not the ascorbic acid version. It's it's gentler on the skin and it's time released for the skin, so it doesn't flood into the skin. Be concerned about your alpha hydroxy acids, uh, the lower pH ones, your fragrance. That I think you probably when mentioned. she's talking about alpha yeah. hydroxy acids, she's talking about glycolic, and lactic, lactic, predominantly. So check your mm-hmm. ingredients and in your products, check your especially if you're having a sense of yeah. time. Yeah. Mandelic is very gentle, mm-hmm. so you can you can use that one on a sensitive skin. And then look out for certain types of preservatives that can inflame a sensitive skin. For instance, phenoxyethanol and methyl isothioazoline. I will put that on in the show notes, okay? Because that can be uh, very harsh on the skin. And I think people know if it Isothiazolinone, excuse me. I hope you spelled that right, Taylor. <laughs> Just You're going to be like that really <clears throat> long word you said. <laughs> and people will know when it feels wrong, right? They're going to, yeah. you're going to know. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use that product because it burned or it made you red. And, <clears throat> you know, I do talk about trying to help people without having to come into the dermatologist's office. But just one last little bit about that would be we do have lots of amazing things that are also non-steroidal. We have steroid sparing agents that are topical. We have some amazing injectables that really change people's lives. So, you know, don't be afraid. For eczema and psoriasis? Yes. Wow. That's incredible. I have oh, it's, no it's idea. A, it's a yeah. whole new world of medications that have really changed people's lives and their quality of life is much improved. So don't be afraid to come in. And, and I, you know, I think that as a dermatologist, I love to educate the patient about their disease a lot of times patients don't want to hear it, and that's fine too. But if you do want to hear it, your doctor will will educate you. And then, like I said, you're going to be able to manage it so much better on your own at home. Yeah. Do you still treat a lot of uh, rap- your father's um, red patients? 
Yes. Red patients? Red yes, skin he, syndrome. We can talk about that on another that. Yeah. Oh, episode. Um, yeah. Patients who have been over steroided. And, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I th- I th- yeah, I do see them. We see mm-hmm. them a lot, actually. We'll talk about that when we get to know Dr. Vicki Rappaport on an episode coming up. And Taylor, <laughs> that methyl isothiazolinone is abbreviated MIT. Just MIT? Just MIT. That's the It seems like it needs insiders. two more letters. I so know. if anybody has any more questions, where's a good place for them to go and look for more information, Rebecca? Well, you could go to our blog at faciallyconscious.com. And you can also send us a message uh, via email at info at faciallyconscious.com. We're very happy to answer your questions because we love to hear from you listeners. And if you have an episode idea, please let us know. Yeah, and there's no bad ideas and there are no bad questions. We'll take them all. That's right. So happy to be of service. Thanks, ladies. Very informative. Yes, it was. a. I, I love uh, talking about sensitive skin because I feel like people are spinning all over the place when it comes to that. So it's good that we can help them a little bit. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Ciao. This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There's so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you Facially Conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at info at